I want to start this introduction off here with an apology. So you're going to hear in this first like 30 seconds of this podcast, I did not go through <laughs> the proper sound checks necessary to hear what our guest today, Taylor Peters, was saying. And so you just don't hear answer like the first two or three questions and you hear me like laughing and clicking my pen and like giggling a little <laughs> and it's just funny ASMR. But um, after that, we start to run a little smoother. We just had a couple technical difficulties with these things, um, trying to do some different things with this and, you know, it's trial and error. Um Good thing I'm not getting paid for this stuff because uh, my bosses wouldn't be happy. But uh, I think in today's episode, you, you're you going to hear someone who has been through a lot. And I, I toss that term around a lot on here, but I mean it here. And when we talk about trial and error, there's a lot of trial with this person, but not a lot of error because she's done so much. Uh, in such a short amount of time and covered a lot of different bases in her in her athletic career, but you see how she's handled it. You see how she's navigated all of that stuff and been so busy with stuff, but she's been able to get through it and get through it successfully, and she's doing some great things now. She had to take a tough decision to put her put herself first, she did that, and she's just doing incredible, incredible things at Michigan, being a Division One diver. She's making everybody proud, and I thought it was cool to have you know some people who maybe haven't heard from Taylor in a long time, uh, kind of get to to know her a little bit more and see you know what really has gotten her into this into this position. So. Without further ado, this is Taylor Peters. Welcome into another episode of Indiana Drive. I think I came in a little loud there. I'm just blaring the speakers right now. Uh, so let me let me turn down my volume. Uh, we have a very special guest today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Taylor Peters. I'm going to let her introduce herself, uh, but she is a diver at Michigan University, or is it University of Michigan? Do you get technical with those things? I have no clue if I'm saying it right. Does it sound weird if I say Michigan University? I have no clue. <laughs> Something like that. Um, yeah, so you, you're diving at Michigan University, and, and we'll start there. Um, for you, Taylor, like, What's it been like? So we were talking before, um, you know, you have, you're staying there over the summer now, uh, doing a lot of workouts and things of that nature. So tell me, take me through kind of a, a day in the life here uh, of Taylor Peters as it goes through the summer.
on our required 20 hours right now because we're out of season, um, except we, we all have to join the, the club team for like the swim and dive programs through, it's not through the university, it's just through like a club. Um, so that's how we're able to be required to like be to go to practice and everything. So um, I would say we practice as much, if not a little more than during school year. Um, so right now I would say like four, three or four mornings out of the week, I wake up at either 5.30 for 6 a.m. practice or 6.30 for 7 a.m. practice. And then we'll go, it'll either be some either lifting or it'll be um, like some conditioning stuff or just basic uh, drills or things. We don't usually get in the water in the summer in the mornings. Um, and after that, I have, uh, I'm taking like a lab or I'm in a research lab this summer. It's technically mm -hmm. as like a, I'm getting credit for it for a course, but uh, it doesn't really seem like a class. I'm kind of just in there like a research assistant. Um, it's pretty cool. So I'll do that uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from like nine to one. So if I have time after practice, I might try to squeeze a little nap in, but it's not go. a little lab. It's important. <laughs> it's then, important. Yeah, exactly. And then after that, practice in the afternoon is usually like two to four thirty or so. Man. It's kind of chill out in the evenings. Uh, yeah. Well, I would hope because that, that sounds a little grueling. Um, so, okay. I, and this is going to sound weird, but I want to know like what drills do divers do? Like as someone, <laughs> as a, as someone from the outside who, who just watches people dive, that's what I would think you would do at a diving practice you just sit there and you jump off a diving board for two and a half hours am i wrong there's got to be some I mean, some drills right no i mean so we do a decent amount of like dry land stuff which is kind of weird because there's like we'll do some gymnastic type drills um which i like yeah and a lot of like stretching and abs and stuff and then we have like diving boards which have like just a foam like mat on the end of it. So you can do stuff where you obviously land on your feet, okay. <laughs> just like flips and stuff for practice or just practice like your approach. And then also we do some trampoline stuff. But then when we're in the water, we kind of like work our way into it. We start with like just basic stuff where we just, I don't know if you've ever seen people just like sit on the end of a board and just kind of like roll in and like fall in. On yeah. Head. And it looks so weird. It's like, what are you doing? That's what it looks <laughs> like. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. 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 That's kind of just to practice like your entry, like going into the water because a big part of diving is um, like after you hit the water, like what you do from the moment your hands hit the water to like by the time your toes are in the water, there's actually a lot of like technical stuff to practice and to work on to make um, as little of a splash as you can. So we'll do some of that to kind of practice and then we'll just kind of like go up and do simple dives and then go into like flips and um, eventually do like three or four of all of our hard dives. But it's kind of split up because in diving there's three different I guess events, if you want to call it, there's the one meter springboard, which is just your typical diving board. And then three meter is like the same thing, but just almost 10 feet off the ground. And then there's platform, which that's, it, there's not a springboard. It's just like a, like a solid platform. And there's five meters, seven and a half meters and 10 meters. So yeah, usually we will only do one 
one board in one practice. Right. It, it's just, uh, it's a question I had to, to ask right off the rip because I, yeah. I was genuinely curious, but I want to talk about you, Taylor, first um, and kind of just this year. So, and it's another, again, I'm trying to learn the, the sport of, co- of college diving and how it works. So, and maybe there's some people out there in the audience too, who are not really sure how it's scored, how it's judged. Um, and you're, and like you assessing your individual performance, how that would look. So you two years in entering your yeah. junior year here at, at Michigan, um, kind of take the audience through, uh, how you've done, how you've improved over the two years. Um, and you know, we'll get all, get to all the earlier stuff later. Uh, but we're just kind of focusing on you right now, collegially, just take the audience through that. Yeah. So when I came in freshman year, I, hadn't had as much background in diving as most people had. Most people will do club kind of their whole lives. Um, I didn't really enter the club world until like late my junior year of high school. And so that's when I moved to Columbus senior year and worked on all that. So I, um, beginning, I had never really done any platform or tower. I had just, I mostly done one meter springboard and then I had a few dives on three meter. So that was the nice thing for me coming in was I was able to get a lot better really quickly just because I had new dives to learn. Um, so that was, that was pretty fun. And it was really exciting just seeing like improvement, like very fast. And then um, freshman year was weird with COVID. Obviously right. we didn't, we had like two meets, um, which were for good, just kind of opening to college meets and seeing how that worked. And mm-hmm they weren't as like high stress as they probably usually would have been in yeah. normal years. So that was kind of nice. But, um, so yeah, then last year it started to be pretty much a more of a normal season. Um, and we were going pretty good. And then I realized that the more I did platform and tower, I kind of liked that more just cause it's, it's more similar to gymnastics kind of, you don't have to worry about springboard and all that. So yeah, I, uh, started to try to learn some more dives on there. Um, the ultimate goal was to learn. So you do five dives in a competition mm-hmm. on tower. So the ultimate goal was to um, have all five be on 10 meter. And going into this past year, I had one up there. Um, and so throughout the year, throughout the school year and uh, competition season, it was like a lot of the meets are just dual meets, which is us and another team or a tri meet. Yeah. And for those meets, you really only do one meter and three meter. You don't do platform. So I didn't really have a big reason to get more dives or we were kind of focusing on springboard a little more. And then I learned another one during the school year. So I had two. So then, yeah, we just competed over school year. I would say meets were meets went pretty good overall. Um, Definitely, like, I hope to do better this year, obviously. Um, Yeah, finished it off. We competed at Big Tens in, like, late February. And then took a little break. And then this summer, we actually have been training for a meet that was this past week in Texas. And I kind of had a goal for that one to learn um, all of my five 10-meter dives. And so it was kind of a last-minute decision between my coach and I. And so the meet was, like, two and a half, three weeks away. And we were like, yeah, let's try to get them. So I learned three more in like two weeks and then was able to go. So the last question I'll have for kind of, for kind of this part of it is how long does it kind of take 
to hone your craft for a specific dive because like like you just said you decide two or three weeks before you're gonna work in three um how long does it take not just not just to get it right once but how long does it take for you to start working on something and then get really comfortable with the dive and being able to do it because I also think I think that's just something interesting it's different in every sport with everything but what what is it for dive for you yeah it's a hard question because you would think with diving like especially people have been doing it a while like you've done this so many times like why can't you just do it super good in a meet right so but you'll just see every meet that you're at there's just people all over the place and it's like what's going on but there's just so many different parts to a dive that affect how it can go from the beginning just like every step you take is can completely change how it goes and your mindset about it it's so mental it's crazy I never realized how your mindset before doing a dive can kind of change everything but I would say for me before being comfortable with new dive um I don't know like a decent amount of time yeah or it one gets more consistent I would say close to few months to half a year before that's crazy I'm like yeah comfortable yeah but even then like you'll still right you'll still mess up like terribly it's just right and that, that that's what's so interesting to me is like you have and, and so again someone that is not particularly paying attention to diving is learning more about the sport it's you know you look at there's so many different dives that everybody is doing for how many divers there are, and not all of them can do it. And so, yet you're right, failure is a, is a big part of that sport. I would have to assume, and it, and it's not it's not always easy. Um, but yeah, so super good stuff there too, because I do think like some people are probably interested in how you're doing, haven't heard you know how things are going. So I'm glad to hear that. Um, but we'll move into to kind of. We'll start talking about you growing up because it, I there's so much here. Like I'm, lo- I was looking over the notes for this that I wrote down the other day, and I was just like, man, like Taylor Taylor did so much, covered so many areas, accomplished so many things. It's crazy. And while we go through this, I do I I'm I know you're a humble person, but I do like listing some of these accomplishments in these sports. I think is important for the audience to know just the grasp and the scope of you like competing. Cause it's honestly crazy. Um, and, and as we go through them, you can, you can definitely drop them, but we'll start before we get to that stuff. Let's start early. Um, what were some of the sports that you tried when you were really young? Um, and how, how were those for you? How did you kind of find your way uh, to, to doing the things that you tried to do. Yeah. So I would say the first sport that I can remember is probably gymnastics, but that kind of kept going. But other than that, um, I know soccer. I did when I was young. Every, everybody yeah. has a round everybody with soccer, soccer, man. Everybody. everybody. And all I know is all I cared about was trying to do cartwheels and hands. Yeah, they- I didn't really care about the soccer ball. <laughs> so I kind of figured out that that one wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, I remember I did like, I don't even know if I ever did basketball as like in a game or anything. I know I might've went to like one camp or something and yeah. it wasn't my thing. Um, yeah. and then, and so then gymnastics kind of throughout 
middle school, mm-hmm. um, elementary school, middle school. Once I got to middle school, I started getting into volleyball. Um, yeah, so I do, I I do remember that. you had a little junior high stint with volleyball. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah I did. I was just, I like volleyball a lot. I think why I didn't do it in high school was because I still kind of wanted to do gymnastics and I just didn't want to put like the time commitment for volleyball at that right. point in the fall. But um, yeah, and then other than that in middle school, I think it was mid track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I started pole vault. Yeah, in seventh grade. And so we'll we'll get into the pole vault stuff later, but I do want to stay here on the gymnastics stuff because, to, to at least to me, Taylor, like it is so fascinating that someone you don't realize that there's gymnastics athletes among you as you're growing up. Like it, it there's no high school gymnastics going on. So you kind of just don't think that it even exists. You think the people yeah. you see in the Olympics, it's just like, well, they, that's just unique. Those people are unique, but like, no, Taylor, like you did gymnastics. So talk about that process where, like where it was, you know, how many meets you were competing in, um, and talk about your experiences, any stories you have about that, because I really do think it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember first doing starting gymnastics. I was probably three or four, kind of when every, everyone puts their kids in it around that right. age. Um, and that at that point, it was in Bryan with um, – coach's name was Tim. I don't know. I think a lot of Tim. our friends have kind of went to him. I forget his last name, but yeah, it was Tim. <laughs> well, shout out to <laughs> Coach Tim. Shout out to Tim. <laughs> But I remember with him being there, I hated it. Like I, I was miserable going, like I was scared of him. I was like, he's mean. He's yelling at everybody. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Hold on three. Wait, he's yelling at three or four year olds. No. Wow. Come on, coach Tim. It was terrible. I remember I was talking to Drew about this actually, like the other day. I didn't realize Drew, Drew isn't. I don't know. It was Travis. I was going to say. Shout out Travis too. Shout out the, you know, we might as well (laughs) shout out the whole Peters family at this point. (laughs) Yeah. So it was Travis talking about. I guess he, my mom put him in gymnastics for a couple of years and he hated it too. Yeah. Must have just been very intense for, for being so young. But so I took a couple of years off. I remember because I just was not into it. And then Tim moved to Napoleon or something. And so then uh, I started, there was a place in Montpelier that I started going to um, with coach Johnny, Johnny Torres. Um, he, he started out with me for maybe a year and then he left and I had another couple coaches come in. And then through that is when I like realized I started really liking gymnastics and it was something that um, was just kind of a passion for me and never really realized the full extent that it could have gone in that. I mean, Montpelier, Ohio is like, there can only be so much there. They're breeding, a, they're breeding gymnastics talent though. You learn yeah. something new every day. Yeah. It was a it was a really small gym. It was we didn't even have like a full floor to practice routines like we did like once a week. We went somewhere else to do that, and then our our high bars that we had there. You know how you've seen like Olympics people do like the big circles around yeah. high bars. So the ceiling in our gym was oh, too no. low to be able to do that <laughs> stuff. So we had to learn to like bent knees or like <laughs> do something else, <laughs> stuff like that. And um, we you know vault the vault. Yeah. The event. Um, so for that, the the place was so small to get like a full runway. You had to like start back in the bathroom and like run out of the bathroom <laughs> to go. Oh my goodness. So there's some yeah. yeah, there were some interesting things for sure, but 
it was a, it was a really good experience. I had one of my best friends at the time, Kate Grohaj, she was in it with me and we loved it. And I started, you know, moving up levels and going to different meets. Um, once I started going to meets, I was probably like six or seven when I started doing meets. Um, and I would just get there and I would just remember like looking around at these full like gyms that like mm -hmm. had everything that you could ever imagine. I'm like, wow, like, yeah, can you imagine it's a whole here? different, whole different sport at that point yeah. for what you had in Montpelier, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know. These were just great experiences for me. I, um, it was a funny story. I don't know why every time I think of a gymnastics meet, I think of this, I think of the story, but there was one time I was super young, like, probably seven or eight and it was still at the point where gymnastics meets were kind of just like fun meets and you either get like a yellow a red or a blue um like ribbon yeah. you don't really get a score and <laughs> it's like blue is the best and red is second and so I did my floor routine and I remember right before I like finished it or right when I finished it I had a wedgie and I had to pick my wedgie <laughs> so bad so I did and the judge gives me like a red flag and my coach was like, what? Like, it was such a good routine. <laughs> so the no. judge came over and she was like, I was going to give you blue, but you had to pick your wedgies. Knocked a whole ribbon because of a wedgie <laughs> fix. That's insane. So, you know what? Never pick my wedgie again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's insane. Yeah. Knocked a whole ribbon. Yeah. Uh, I was upset. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's great. Um, and... I want to I want to hear this from you because uh, there's so many different like gymnastics is crazy in the fact that you know if you're doing if you're doing you can specialize in something uh, you know whether it's your floor routine or the bounce whatever but you, you also can do all around so what did what did you do were you specialized or were you doing everything and was everybody at that age doing everything. Yeah, pretty much at that age, everyone's doing everything just because routines are kind of not not too hard. Yeah. Um, I would say, like like you said, we, we didn't have it in high school. I know some high schools or some high schools do have gymnastics. Right. Um, I think once you get to high school is when you can kind of start specializing, okay. I think. Um, but when you go to most meets, I mean, the goal is to do all of them, mm -hmm. um, all the events. So if... Uh, so you had some experience in all of them then. So I want to hear uh, your top three favorite, uh, I don't even know, events to do uh, in gymnastics and kind of just talk a little bit about them, what your, some of your favorite parts about them. Yeah. And, I, and how, we, how we do lists, though, if you're going to do – you don't – but if we're going to do a list, you got to start from three. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. you got to build up the suspense to number one. That's just if, if you yeah. choose to do it. All right, all right. So I would say number three out of the four. Um, so wait, see, there's only say, four, so one's getting cut off here. Yeah. Okay, okay. As, yeah, yeah, I'll just say beam, balance beam that's cut off. I okay. yeah. never liked it. <laughs> yeah, not for me. Okay. But I would say three, I would say three would be vault. Um, I liked how... I like, I love the beginning, just running up to it. I always felt just like I was flying down the runway because like I love track. I just felt like I was always so fast, just super powerful to be able to like push on the springboard. And then it was just a really satisfying feeling to then after like running super fast to feel yourself just kind of fly up in the air and just kind of pop off this board. 
and do like a flip or something. So that was fun. Um, but it was kind of short. So like it right. can't really be up to, I don't think. And then I would say second, I think second would probably be bars. Um, just because like I said, in, in my original gym, we didn't really have, um, couldn't really do the full thing with the ceiling and everything. So I, I didn't learn probably as quickly or as much as I like could have or wanted right. to. But at the same time, I just always loved it. It was just like, for me, just so different. Just like the concept of it, just flipping around this like pipe. Like, I don't know. It was fun. It was very like, gave me a lot of adrenaline too, because sure. like something could go wrong. And I don't know. It was always pretty fun. And then, yeah, I would say my floor was probably always my favorite. I just loved being able to tumble and do flips kind of whenever I wanted, especially like, you know, when you're younger and you're hanging out with friends, everyone's like, oh, can yep. you back flip? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I loved floor. I also loved being able to, once you got to a certain level, you could pick your own music and kind of make your own routine. And so I loved doing that. I loved picking out the music and, and making that kind of personal. And I wasn't, I was never the best dancer. So it was nice at that point. I could kind ah. of put it in more like more gymnastic, more like tumbling and skill type of things to show off instead yeah. of like rhythmic and dancing eh. <laughs> that I never really had. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. Um, yeah. So, and then, so I, I also want to talk about this too, because again, it's another thing where, um, seeing you so good at it was jarring to me because I, it was crazy, but pole vaulting, you kind of alluded it to alluded to it earlier. Um, I just, I, I guess the biggest thing here when we talk about this Taylor's, I want to know how you kind of discovered that you were good at this. Like, I don't, I don't know how that went. I don't know how we got to that point, but, um, just was always a treat to, to watch you do that. Uh, but kind of talk about that, how you fell upon pole vaulting uh, and how that happened. Yeah, so, well, Travis did it. Travis did it in high school. So okay. I would say that was that's probably the main reason that um, I even knew what it was, discovered it. I just loved going to his meets and watching him. I thought it was so cool. And I always thought, I can't wait so I can get to seventh grade and, and start doing this. But he went to a... Um, an indoor gym, this guy, this guy in Fort Wayne had just like a pole barn in his backyard and he did, had like these camps or like clinics on Sundays. You go and pole vault. So I remember when I got into seventh grade, I started going with him a couple times. And so that's when I figured out just how fun it was, how different it was. And that was like, by the time I get to high school, like I could probably get decent at this, especially with gymnastics and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are, what were some of your accomplishments in pole vaulting? Cause I think you were, I can't, my memory's fuzzy. I don't remember everything from high school, but you were, you were state in pole vault, correct? Yeah. So, yep. so I don't know what, what did you end up placing there and how did, did you go multiple times? I can't remember. Yeah. So I remember freshman year, so to get to state in pole vault, you have to do districts. You have to be top four at districts, and then you have to go to regionals, be top four at regionals. Mm -hmm. I remember my freshman year, I I didn't even make it to regionals. I, we got to districts, and I just kind of tanked. Uh -huh. um, so then sophomore and junior year, I made it to state. Um, I got 
fifth, I think, both years. Crazy. And so, um, in 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 the sport of or in the event of pole vaulting, take me through um, some of the challenges and the uniqueness of that. Because, like, I and again, watching watching you do that. I mean, when you go up in the air, there's so much. I'm like gasping every time someone comes down because there's like so much that can happen. Uh, yeah. It's, and I think with all your sports, Taylor, like you, you kind of notice a theme. You alluded to, alluded to it earlier as well when you're kind of talking about how uh, one wrong step when you're going to dive at any point, and it's. But the sports you have done in gymnastics and pole vaulting and dive, they all have that theme. I think, and you know, together. That, you know, you got your, your, everything from when you start to when you finish has to be on point, has to be technical. And I think pole vaulting falls into that. So like, what are some of the, the basic things to do if you're a pole vaulter? Cause I honestly have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because you would think when you watch it, it's like, oh, you just, you run and then you stick this pole down and you just kind of jump up and pull yourself over the bar, which it's kind of funny because I remember the one thing that the coach in Fort Wayne just always kept telling me was don't pull, like don't pull. Like I know it's called pole vault, but don't pull. It's kind of weird because you would think that you want to just pull yourself up the pole, but it's It's like, I would say a big thing is speed, like running. Mm -hmm. um, that helps you one go forward into the mat and not fly backwards. <laughs> um, and then two, once you're in the air, you like, it's weird because you want to like try to keep your arms as straight as possible for like as long as you can until you get upside down. And at that point, the pole just kind of, if you hit it right, if you bend the pole the right way, you just kind of, it's just like, it feels effortless. Right. It's weird. Like you don't really feel like you're doing anything. And while you're just kind of sitting upside down, you just feel the pole just kind of release and throw you up. And I would say the hardest part for me was once I started going up, like once I was upside down was turning I always had a problem. I would like kind of helicopter turn sideways instead of like go up and up and over like you're supposed to. Um, yeah, it's interesting. That it's it is interesting. Um, like it it is is such a unique event and all that, and it feels like one of the more dangerous track events. It might be like I just get scared, man. Like hitting yeah. the pole, falling from yeah. like what was your what was your highest uh, vault ever? I think I went eleven six. Yeah, so. I don't what know. what what what's with the shrug? Like that's insane. Like that's really yeah. good. And and um, like what's that? What's that like? What's that feeling like when you're eleven feet up in the air, and now you got to come down and land on your back? Like what's that like? For me, it was just like the best the best feeling ever. I loved it. Once you see that pole underneath you and you know you're over it, it's like. You just mm -hmm. relax. You just fall back and just wait for the mat to come. That was that was the best part, I think, for sure. Uh, that's so cool. Um, and also, you know, when you look at some of the things that you've done, Taylor, I do also want to ask you this. Um, a lot of all your sports are pretty much individually based, where your it the performance is solely on you what you do in between the time you start and finish uh obviously you know i don't know if if there's team if 
you add up the team scores and dive. I have no clue. But for the most part, like you're going up to dive by yourself. You went up and pole vaulted by yourself. Gymnastics, you were by yourself out there doing. What are some of the challenges that you have to face when you're doing those individual events like that? Um, so, someone like me, team sports, because I was never athletic enough to do stuff on my own. <laughs> no. So team sport was my, my kind of way. Uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't really have a greater uh, idea of what that takes mentally and physically. So what are some of those things that, that are important with an individual athlete? Yeah. I would say for me, I think I always, I liked the individual sports because it was just all on me. Like if I did good, it was on me. And if I did bad, I didn't have anyone else to blame except for myself, which I've always been, um, had a high standard for myself. So, um, I don't know. It was, I would say for gymnastics and pole vault are a little more physically demanding, a little more so than diving more in the sense that I say, I would say diving is the most mental for sure. Just because I feel like with gymnastics and pole vault, pole vault for sure, you're kind of just doing the same thing, but you can still have some ruts where you're like, what is going on? Um, and gymnastics, I guess I didn't, I did that when I was younger. So I, I kind of had a different mindset about things then too, but with diving now, it's in my head, it's like, I'm competing for myself to do as best as I can, but I'm also doing it for the team. So my points and how I do is for the team. Right. And so that kind of what that's what motivates me to do good, but also just, just to better myself. And um, yeah, I just have a really self-driven motivation. I would say I kind of always have. So that helps a lot in those kinds of sports. And it, it is interesting, like, because I do, I do feel like some people can take, uh, like, like you said, you know, the blame falling either all on you or, you know, the success falling on you. Some people can take that, but there's a lot of people who like can't stand to face the facts, being honest when something goes wrong. Like it's, it's such an, such a unique thing that you have to step into and battle with every single time. Um, so that that was really good stuff there, just kind of about you know the stuff that you did growing up. But we'll we'll focus on the on the dive part of things. And once you got to high school and how those things kind of progressed. When was and I ask a lot of the athletes that come on with me. I I'm always interested to know like that that moment where everything clicked for you and where you realized that that going to to Michigan was a possibility to dive. When was that for you? When did that moment happen where you're like, holy crap, I might be able to do something uh, in college with dive? Yeah, so I don't think um, before like my freshman or before my junior year of high school, really, I didn't think that doing either sport was really an option for me in college. I knew I wanted to go to medical school and or what that was my goal to do pre-med in undergrad. And I just thought school would be hard enough. And I didn't, I wasn't really good enough at either sport at that point to, to be at a, at a level to where I would be able to compete at a college that I wanted to go to academically um, because academics were always my, my number one priority. So um, it was my, 
because after my sophomore junior year of high school I went to a camp at Michigan just for diving just to see like what it was like I, without any intention of like coming here or being able to like that wasn't really in my head um but the college coach he was actually coaching it and I remember the first couple of days of it I was just like um I was in a group with I wasn't in like the highest group like the elite group or whatever and they were all doing such cool stuff like I was just in awe and I was like with some of the other kids and I remember I was there was like some assistant coach coaches there who were actually divers on the team at that time like helping coach like my group and I just like kept remembering I just want to be coached by like the head coach like I want to talk to him like I just I want to do more than what I'm doing right now like I feel like I can do more and so there was like one or two days where he started coaching our group and it was at that point where I like had only ever done one meter and um just with only doing high school dive and no club like I did some pretty like weird dives <laughs> um that you don't usually do in club or in um, college and so he like kind of coached me a little bit and taught me some new stuff and kind of pulled me over to the side and basically told me like look I see great potential in you you have like a super good like work ethic and you have a lot of determination I can tell like when I tell you to do something like you're focused to do it and you'll do it and you come out of the water with like a big smile on your face like when you fix something or whatever and he was just like I think you would be a good asset to our team and I just want to let you know that if you can get a, couple, a few more dives on three meter and tower and kind of um just improve a little bit more than where you're at now in this next year then I'll have a spot for you in our team and I remember just like my jaw just like dropped and yeah I called my mom like right after and I was like, mom, you'll never believe what just happened. And she like started crying. Like uh-huh. it was, it was crazy. Like I, I never imagined that um, anything like that would happen. So that, that is probably when I, I started realizing like, wow, this, this could be uh, an opportunity for me. Um, but I never really, after that, I was just so excited. I, I never really looked at any other schools. I mean, I had emailed a couple coaches previously, but academically they weren't as good and especially athletically so for me it was just like the best option yeah um and and I guess I forgot to mention this too Taylor because this was written down here but I was going to try to get to earlier like you also made state re uh state swim relay right so like (laughs) I, I mean again just all around like just killing it right and so I was going to ask about the recruitment process but you kind of just alluded to it there. Um, what? I, and, and let's go back to to that moment. Um, I mean, what's going through your mind? Because like up until then, you don't really have any aspirations, really, of doing. And then that happens, and all of a sudden, like everything does a one eighty. Everything's flipped on its side. Whatever cliche you want to use but like that that is like what's going through your mind how do you how do you deal with that in such a instant moment yeah I think I was definitely in shock at first I was just like I cannot believe that just happened and I didn't even think Michigan could be a school that I I could go to without athletics like mm-hmm. just academically I, I couldn't imagine going to a school this good um and so I just remember I just started thinking about it and I was like, I mean, I can't not do it. And I was like, 
I don't know how I'm going to do school. Like, and I was like, but all these other divers on this team already, like, they're so good. They have so many dives. Like, I'm going to come in here and look like I don't have anything. And so, but that still did not, like, the, the excitement was just so overwhelming yeah. that I, I was, we were thrilled. I was thrilled yeah. for my parents. Yeah, it was, like, unbelievable. So when that reality starts coming, right, and you and your family now have to start thinking about, okay, like what are the next steps? What do we have to do to make sure this happens? You made a really tough decision. And like, I, like it was sad when, you know, you moved to Columbus, but it was for the, for the best. I would, I think, and you know, I won't put words in your mouth. I'll let you explain that. But uh, what was that like, Taylor? You moved to Columbus uh, during your senior year, because I, you were doing club diving, correct? So you did some online schooling. And I mean, God, that must have been so tough to to leave during your senior year. Yeah, it was it was one of the biggest decisions I made for sure. It was so hard. I I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I remember um, the, when I was first thinking about even doing doing this whole club thing moving um I didn't know where exactly I was going to go first so I texted texted the the coach at Michigan and asked where he thinks would be a good opportunity and he said in Columbus would be would be a good one especially since we live in Ohio but he used to coach at um uh, for a team in California in Mission Viejo and so those are kind of my two options and I I was first thinking about Mission Viejo in, in California. And so my mom and I actually went out there. We started looking at apartments. We went to the pool. I met the coaches and I loved it. It was awesome. But then I started thinking like, I don't even know if I'm for sure going to do this, like leave high school. And, and now I'm looking in California. Like that's, that's so far. Like if I wanted to visit, I have to fly home like what once a week. I don't like, it's just not, not very practical for, especially being from Brian and being so close with all of our friends and having that community. Um, so that's when I really started looking into Columbus and I, we talked to guidance counselors and figured all that out. And I remember it was all last minute. It was like July when I even started thinking about it and like close to August before I made the decision, um, just like a few weeks before school started. So yeah, once we got everything figured out and I realized like missing senior year was going to be so hard for me, just missing out on seeing everyone every day for the last time. Um, and all, all of the, you know, like pep assemblies and all the mm -hmm. football games and just everything that comes with that whole experience being, especially as a senior, it's just so different. I just realized that like for my future in my college career, like it was what I needed to do. And I think it really was for the best diving and just outside good experience. What, what is that like, you know, to, again, you're a senior and you have to make this decision of put like, it's, it's, I gotta be a little selfish here and put myself first. Like I know, you know, it, and it's a lot of people from this community, like they love to, to do things for other people, never want to put their self first. But in this instance, Taylor, like you had to, and right. like what take me through like the things that are going bouncing around in your head, the back and forth in your head when you're doing this, because like, again, you're so young and you have to make this decision about like, 
I got to do this for me. And like, I know some people may not understand it right now in the now, and they might be a little mad at me right now, but they'll understand the future. Like take me through those conversations. Yeah. So when I was thinking about it, I don't think I really told anyone. Um, cause I knew, I knew if I told people that I was thinking about it, um, I knew what they were going to say. I knew they were yeah. going to try to talk me out of it. And yeah. I just, I just would have, it would have been so much more like hard for me. Um, right. So I was just thinking, I was trying to come up with any way I could to make it not as hard. Like I remember thinking how like often I would be able to come home. Like I was going to come home every weekend. I was going <laughs> to like miss a practice here and there and come to the school and eat lunch with you guys at school <laughs> and like do everything I could and yeah. maybe like see if like some of my friends going to come up or come down to Columbus. Um, and it was hard. It was really hard. It was, it took me a while to like actually make the decision. Um, especially because I was going to Michigan and no one, no one was going to Michigan. So it wasn't like I was going to Ohio state and just like, I would, I would see it like all my friends or a lot Uh of them, you know, once I got to college, like I, it kind of hit me that like, I, I had my last day of high school and I didn't know it. And I had my last day with all my friends as a junior and, and I didn't even know it. So that was, that was hard. For sure. I, that took me a while to kind of get over, but once I did, and once I got to Columbus, I, it was, it was better for me than I think I thought it was going to be at first. Cause I was able to, I think, come home as much as I wanted to. Um, especially cause I think we had like, uh, like Friday evening through like Sunday morning off for practice. So I, I, I would come home every, every week. I, some weeks I drove to Columbus, back and forth twice yeah i like i didn't even care about the drive like i any chance i could come home i would mm-hmm. but i enjoyed it there too it was, right. it was a good experience um so as we kind of wrap this thing up we're kind of coming full circle now so i i do want to know this because i do ask this to all the the college athletes that come on and like you know in northwest ohio we kind of live in a bubble. We only know like our athletic teams for what's in our area. So when you when you show up to Michigan and you have that first practice, uh, what what were you, were you surprised at how good some of these people were? Now you had you did say like you know you went to that camp, and so you kind of knew. But you know now you're diving with these people. Um, was it eye popping for you? Like surprising for you? Like stepping on campus? Like holy crap! they're this good? Like I'm on their level? No. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 100%. Even in, I would say I got that more in Columbus because that was my first time kind of seeing outside of, yeah. of our bubble. Um, but I, I remember thinking like people on the Michigan team, like they're not going to be this good. Are they like, not all of them, like <laughs> maybe some that aren't at this level, but I mean, I came here and yeah, I was definitely like in awe. Like I was at practice and I was like, I feel like I should be watching right now. Like I feel like I should be I'm at a meet or like I'm not a part of this. But it was really cool because they were all very welcoming, especially I was the only one in my class on the men's or women's side of diving here. So that made it kind of hard, but it was it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising for sure. I definitely was like, I don't know. I remember for a while I was thinking like I do not belong here. Like, this is not, I'm not here. Yeah. But 
my coach just you know, kept telling me like, you'll get there. Like you're not supposed to be like, you didn't right. have the background that these people had. So Right. Yeah. And and you are there. And that was all that was so cool to hear. So thanks for taking us through that. Um, and we're going to move into this or that now as we kind of wrap this thing up. You know how this works. We ask a set of questions. You get to choose which one you want to answer. Um, and I actually made an amendment to one of these as we were going because it popped into my brain. But um, I, I do. We didn't talk about this, too. Let's actually do this before we get into this. Like, I know one other person that made the switch from lifelong Michigan fan to Ohio State fan. So you, like, take me through, like, that, your Ohio State. Well, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be saying that. I don't know if any from anybody from Michigan is listening. I don't know if I'm allowed to be saying that. But you were Ohio State, and now you're full-on Michigan Wolverine. So how, how do you – how did that switch? You kind of – I'm sure it was seamless, but – <laughs> yeah I guess for me it probably wasn't as hard as <laughs> most people are hoping or wishing it would be being an Ohio State fan but I wasn't I wasn't die hard I don't know it wasn't like I would watch football games I would root for Ohio State right. went to a couple games but I was never super into it and now and you then, are now you're just leaning into it I feel like at this point the the Michigan Wolverine yeah. probably gets so when they they beat Ohio State last year I mean it was easy oh. you just do oh, the yeah. victory lap and it and it's all it's all fine and good <laughs> absolutely absolutely um so okay so this kind of goes along that same thing for the first question of this or that so you've lived in Columbus you lived in Ann Arbor got a little taste of, of both both worlds here so you either get to say the best thing about Ann Arbor the best thing about Columbus you pick living there being there the the city the town like whatever you know like whatever you want the best part about it yeah I would say the best part about Ann Arbor is um how friendly in like small it seems Mm -hmm. yet being being a city um and just having the just I feel like more outdoor stuff like the river and the woods and the trails and having Mm -hmm. all that oh it's beautiful we were talking before before we started like I just love it up there like it's just great and it's so beautiful so nice such a if you look up in the dictionary, if College Town was in the dictionary, I think Ann Arbor might be the, the one that shows up in the dictionary because I mean it is it, it's it's just the best. Um, yeah. So we'll go to the next one, and this is the one that I amended. I'm hoping you choose this one that I wrote in because I do think it's funny, and I do like in our past I remember talking about some of these things. Um, your top three USA gymnastics. Uh, women of all time or your junior year expectations like come on you got it you got to pick your top three USA gymnasts of all time like I need to hear this I'm not you you get to pick you get final say but like some of my favorites you got your Lori Hernandez of the world yeah, obviously you, you got your I, you I was did. a Lori you always yeah. loved her. I did I did oh I'm not ashamed to say it either yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I would. I'm definitely gonna answer that one. Yeah. Um, I would say 
I think just when I first think about it, Jordan Weaver comes to my head. She was older. Um, I went to a gymnastics camp when I was young and I met her there. So I've always just like, I've always loved her because of that. And then um, Small Biles mm-hmm. for sure. And um, three, I like Sean Johnson. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Is now is uh what's her name? The first one you named we Weber. Gordon Weber. Yeah. Is she the one that made that like face? Uh, do you even know what I'm talking about? She made that like face and that's horrible for a audio audience. You have no idea what I'm talking about. And I just made a face that is so embarrassing. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you would have known that. I thought she had like a meme going around of a face she made anyway. Oh, her Actually, I do know what you're talking about. Like vaguely, I don't. I don't even know, sir. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I embarrass myself on this thing. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay. And so the last one, and it, this will tap into like the Ohio State thing, but you, your family, and I over the years have gone to battle twice a year during college basketball season. This is gonna be a shout out to Drew Peters. Yeah. Um, you guys are North Carolina people, yeah. um, uh, and like kind of the only North Carolina people I know. I'm obviously a Duke Blue Devils basketball fan, but I want you to say something nice about Ohio State or Duke. You get to pick which one it is, and I want you to say something nice about one of them. Like in general or basketball? In general, no, not just basketball. I'm not expecting you to do that. Just like in general, say something nice about a, a rival team. Can can I somehow muster that out of you here? Like a team, like athletics. No, just like the school. It has nice okay, colors. Okay, okay. I like their mascot. Like you know, like just um, something. <laughs> I would say. Duke um, is in a pretty area. Oh, that is oh, that is so sweet of you. Look Just at because that. North Carolina is right there. Too. Ah, there's there's the catch. <laughs> there's the catch. I was I walked right into that one. Uh, Taylor, okay. So as we wrap up here, you've been great. Thank you. This was so so fun. Uh, is there anybody you would like to shout out today? Shout out. Mm. And I can go first if you want me, if you need a filibuster, you need to think about that. I have somebody. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, sure. I, I want to shout out to my parents. Uh, and I, you know, I've done that multiple times on this podcast just because, but I want to do that now because they're helping. They were great all summer, you know, came back home this summer. They've been great. And they're helping me move into my house down in Muncie. So I want to give a shout out to you guys. Uh, thank you for being so gracious all the time. I love you guys. And uh, yeah, so that was that enough time? I don't know. I, I, I can name other people if you need more yeah, time no. to think. Um, I'll say, I'll say I want to shout out my coach, Mike Hildy, for sure. Shout out Mike Hildy. Best, best coach ever. Only the reason I'm here right now, doing what I'm doing, um, giving me this opportunity. I couldn't, couldn't imagine what what else I'd want to be doing right now. Um, so I'm very, very, very grateful for him and, and what he saw. Awesome. And awesome. Kind of took a to do. And then obviously my parents for sure. Yeah. Randy, Diane. Yeah. And there is no way I would be anywhere near where I am right now without, without them and their help and everything that they're, they do for me and help me with. And I don't know. I couldn't do it. 
no no shout out for Drew and Travis. I mean, what's going on there? Oh, I mean, I mean, they can just next. they can go under the bus. <laughs> no specific I mean. order. No specific order. But uh, can't forget about them. Yeah, they have been best brothers. Yes, for and the support that they gave me has been been great. I couldn't imagine um, life that. You're welcome, Drew, for getting your name on this on this episode. Uh, I worked it in there. I reminded Taylor that you're not chopped liver. So shout out to you. Uh, and that's how we'll wrap it up. Is there anything you want to add today? Uh, I'm sure like there's so many people, Taylor, that are interested in what you're doing and wanting to hear how you're doing. So um, I think I think this will be the people like this one. Is there anything you want to uh, finish up with today? Any comments? Uh, I just want to say thank you for doing this. Oh, and- man. Let me talk and everything. I appreciate it. It was, it was good. Now you said you did say that Ryan Squanda was your only other interview before this, and I'm I told you like I'm not quite on that level. So shout out to Squanda, but <laughs> I'm not quite on that level. So, but I was happy oh, to to have yeah. you on. But uh, with that, for Taylor, for Caleb, uh, it's been another great episode of Indiana Drive. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends, uh, share the episode, and with that. Talk to you later. See ya.